Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you and a friend are going on vacation, would you be a jerk for asking if they don't bring their partner along? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for giving the silent treatment after my girlfriend's son spilled in my car? I got a new car earlier this year, and it's the first big item I've bought for myself. It's my baby and I take good care of it. This weekend I had a drive to town B for work. To get to town B, I have to drive through town A, which is where my girlfriend's mother is, So my girlfriend asked if I can give her, my girlfriend, and her son a ride there to visit her mother. We left yesterday, and before leaving I reminded both her and her son of my number one rule, no food in the car. She said whatever, agreed, and we went off. On the way, her son complains about being hungry, so we stop at a gas station, and the two of them go off to quickly grab and eat something. After about 20 minutes they come back to the car and both hold slushies. I stop them and I tell them that they can't drink that in my car, and she says that they can't possibly finish it fast enough without making us more late and that she wasn't even willing to do that. This resulted in a back and forth of arguing and the ultimatum was to leave them there or to suck it up. I gave in and let them in, cautioning them to be careful. After about 30 minutes her son drifted off and dropped the melted slushy all over the back seat. I yelled the F word and pulled over to clean it up. After cleaning it up I got back in the driver's seat and just drove. I was bloody livid, but I knew fighting or arguing over this wouldn't solve anything. Still, I was in no mood to talk so I just remained silent for the rest of the ride, only giving short answers when spoken to. I dropped them off at her mother's and kept driving. When I reached my lodging, I saw a message from my girlfriend calling me jerkhead for giving them the silent treatment and making her son feel like crap over an honest mistake. Am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk and I hate how the girlfriend is not accepting any responsibility here. God forbid OP had one rule and it was completely disrespected and violated. Had a melted slushy dumped all over it. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy deciding whether or not these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking back control of Thanksgiving meal planning and cooking for my husband? I cook Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners every year for my husband, his family, and our kid, and have for 16 years. I put a lot of love, planning, and effort into making it a really special day. This year, between work, parenting, and everything else, I'm tired and I don't want to cook Thanksgiving. I went to him and asked if we could just go to a nice restaurant instead. To my surprise, he said he'd handle it. However, even cooking a simple Thanksgiving meal requires forethought, like getting the frozen turkey in the fridge to defrost multiple days in advance. Now is the time to pick up some items. I don't know if he knows what he signed up for. I started asking when he was planning on doing his grocery run and what dishes he was planning to serve. He just dodged the question and said he'd handle it. He has a habit of underestimating tasks and rushing last minute. I finally was like, look, why don't we work together and start planning? He admitted he was only going to cook a simple meal of turkey breast, mashed potatoes, and broccoli. 
That's it. Basically, I said that's not really a special holiday dinner, and I wouldn't have agreed to that had I known that's what he meant. I said I'd be happy to work together and balance simple meals like he wants and special like I want. I suggested turkey, potatoes, packet gravy, box stuffing, pre-made mac and cheese, canned cranberry sauce, broccoli, rolls, and a store-made pie. He got really defensive and made it about him versus me, very black and white, your way or my way. His offer wasn't good enough for me, I'm just trying to get my way. When I explained no, that's not what I mean, he insisted I did. I cannot imagine family showing up and being served a very simple meal like that. It's just bad holiday hosting. Maybe coordinating a potluck would be okay, but he wasn't doing that. We already committed to hosting them. Am I the jerk? I think the thing to keep in focus is still trying to have a special Thanksgiving holiday. OP and the family going to a nice restaurant would still be a nice time. But for the husband to take over and do just the bare minimum, that's just nothing and very little effort from anybody. So I think OP's not the jerk because it's all about just trying to have a special day. Our next story is, am I the jerk for eating alone in a different room at my boyfriend's parents' house? For many years, my boyfriend's parents have had us over for brunch, lunch, or dinner. They have a nice deck with an outdoor table and chairs and use it to eat or hang out thing is, it has to be freezing temperatures before they'll concede and eat in the dining room. I've had to sit on that deck many times trying to eat my food while I'm shivering, even though I'm wearing layers. Last week we went over there for brunch mid-morning. The outdoor table was set with plates, etc. I had my layers on again, but I was cold. When we were outside, I noticed the thermometer read about 45 degrees Fahrenheit. The food got cold quickly, and I decided I'd had enough. I told them as nicely as I could that I was too cold. The mom turned to the dad and asked, well, should we pack it in? The dad, scooping food into his mouth, said, no, it's not too bad out here, and kept on eating. Nothing more was said, not even from my boyfriend. Everyone kept eating. So I apologized sincerely that I needed to eat inside, gathered my plate, napkins, silverware, and glass, and went into the dining room. I finished eating before they were done, and since I was warmed up, I went back to the deck while they chewed the cud and finished up. I could feel tension and no one talked to me. After we left, my boyfriend berated me in the car for being rude. I agree it's not the best thing to do, but I'd put up with this for a long time out of politeness. And I think their behavior is nutty. Sure, after years of this, I should know better than to go over there with my boyfriend if it's a cold day. I do it to be a good girlfriend and daughter-in-law. I think OP's not the jerk. If you're uncomfortable somewhere, they as good hosts should try and be thoughtful of that. I mean, I'm used to warm climates regardless, but 45 degrees is cold. That's not a temperature you just scoff at. If it's a temperature cold or hot enough that you walk outside your front door and take notice of, it's probably worth considering other people's feelings about it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for pretending not to understand a joke so that my stepsister's boyfriend would have to explain it? I, 18-year-old female, live with my dad, his wife Hannah, Hannah's daughter Grace, 20-year-old female, and our youngest brother, 8-year-old male. Grace really only comes to stay on the weekends since she's in college, and this time she brought her boyfriend Isaac, 21-year-old male, with her. I'm biracial, my dad is white, and my mom is black. 
Honestly, I don't look anything like my dad, so most people don't even think I'm mixed. We like to joke that I got his personality instead of his looks. People tend to say offhanded stuff to me about how I don't look the way they think I'm supposed to. I'm kind of used to it, especially since my dad ended up married to a woman that's also white. So like, every time I'm with them, it obviously looks like I'm the odd one out. I'm not afraid to correct people, but sometimes that gets exhausting and I'll just play dumb instead. Grace and I had planned to get lunch together and her boyfriend Isaac ended up coming along with us. She wants him and I to get to know each other better since she really likes him, so I figure that's why she brought him. While we were having lunch, my mom's side of the family was brought up and then Isaac said that it must have been a shock to my dad, at least for me, to end up so dark since most mixed kids are lighter in complexion than I am. But then he said that at least I ended up with good hair so I didn't lose out completely. Grace didn't speak up and say anything to him about it, so I pretended not to understand what he meant, and asked what was so good about my hair and what it was he thought I was losing out on anyway. He got flustered and said, well, you know, most girls with your skin tone have curlier hair. So then I asked why he thought my hair was good just because it wasn't that curly. He said he felt it just looked nicer, so I asked why he thought that textured hair didn't look just as nice. He kept blubbering out excuses and digging the hole even deeper for himself. And finally, Grace told me to cut it out and leave him alone. I paid for my part of lunch and left after that. I didn't tell my dad or Hannah what happened, but it's obvious enough that Grace is mad at me. My dad asked that she and I solve whatever the problem is, because he hates seeing us be so tense around each other. Grace ended up telling me that she was pissed because I made her boyfriend look like a jerk by playing dumb. I told her that I didn't have to make him look like a jerk because he already was one, but she said that I drew the problem out more than necessary and made it worse than it needed to be when I could have just told him that he screwed up. I mean, I could have done that, but I don't think it should be my job to, and plus, I feel like it was probably more effective to get him to explain his logic out loud rather than have me tell him he was being a jerk. Grace is insisting that I should have just told him point blank and because I didn't, she thinks I'm a jerk. I think OP's not the jerk because I think they actually have a really good line of reasoning for this. Having this guy called out in a way that gets them thinking about what they said and realizing what they said is wrong and why is invaluable compared to just giving them a negative experience saying, you know what, you're a jerk. If anything, that might make them double down, but at least just getting them to explain themselves, they might realize they're kind of being a bit racist. Our next story is, am I the jerk for tricking my sister-in-law into trying keto? I, 28-year-old female, have been keto for the last two years. I tried it because I was always feeling bloated and crappy after eating and was struggling to lose weight. Keto really helped with my IBS and other gastro symptoms, and I've lost some weight and I'm keeping it off. My brother, 25, married my sister-in-law, 24-year-old female, last year. Sister-in-law and I have always been cordial, and she's a nice lady, but we haven't gotten close yet. I'm really close to my brother, so I see him often and usually have lunch or dinner together at least once a week. Sister-in-law eats a ton of fast food and pasta and generally unhealthy stuff, but works out a lot so they manage to stay thin. She doesn't have the most mature palate, but bro is pretty open-minded and had tried and liked keto food with me. She and my brother know I'm keto, and sister-in-law sometimes makes fun of me for it and tells me I should just eat some pasta a lot and just work out like she does. 
Usually it's just a few joking sort of comments every now and then, and she's not rude about it, so I've let it slide. Yesterday I invited her and my brother to my place for dinner. I asked him and sister-in-law if they had any preferences or ideas for what to have for dinner. My brother said anything was fine, and they were excited for my cooking. I made a tasty keto meal and tried to make stuff I thought sister-in-law would like too. I did bacon-wrapped sausages as a main, one of my favorites, and then a side of cauliflower rice with broccoli and bacon. They came over and my sister-in-law was acting a little strange as I brought out the food and asked jokingly where the bread was, but everything was going fine. We were partway through the meal when my brother asked what everything was. I told them and my sister-in-law got upset, saying that I tricked them with fake rice and that I was being sneaky and unreasonable and trying to force keto on her. She refused to eat with us after that and ordered some fast food takeout. I was a little offended and then I suggested to my brother afterwards that maybe we could just do a meal the two of us and sister-in-law overheard and accused me of trying to force others to do keto and leaving her out and why couldn't I just make real rice or pasta like a normal person and that I should have known better than to make my weird food for other people. I didn't mean to offend my sister-in-law. I guess I should have known and tried to make some carb, but the food was really tasty and I didn't think I was forcing anyone. So sanity check here, am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk because they weren't misleading them in any way. They weren't like trying to present it as something else. This wasn't some bait and switch. I don't see how OP could be the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for doing what I want for my daughter and not caring about how my niece and nephews will feel? I, 29-year-old male, found out that I have a 10-year-old daughter. It's a long story of how I found out, but just to be clear, yes, I'm sure she's mine. I've been trying to get to know her and she stays with me a lot. I've decided that this is the right time to introduce her to my family. I have a big family with so many siblings and nieces and nephews. They know about my daughter and some of them have met her, but some of my siblings that I'm not very close to or that live in another city haven't met her yet. My siblings and I stay the entire holiday in our parents' home and this year I'm taking my daughter with me. Every Christmas, my siblings make a list of gifts. The list is for all the kids in the family, and it's designed so that every kid will have the same gifts, and no one will get upset that someone else is getting a better gift. It's also designed so that all of my siblings, even the ones who don't have good jobs, can afford it. My sister sent me this year's list and told me this is what I should get for my child this year. I looked at the list, and it was mostly clothes and, like, one toy of our choice. I told her I'm sorry, but this is my daughter's first Christmas with me, and I'm not going to get such crappy gifts for her. I have my own list. She argued that every kid in the family is getting these gifts, and getting anything but these will make the other kids upset, and I told her I don't care. The other issue is that my siblings usually go there by train. I used to go with them, but it's a very long way and tiring, so I told her that this year I'll get plane tickets for me and kiddo, which made her more mad and she called me a jerk. She has told all my siblings, and most of them are calling me a jerk for not thinking about how their children will feel if I do this. Only two of my siblings are on my side, and the rest think I'm a jerk. Honestly, I think it's a bit weird and a bit sterile, is how I would want to describe it, to try and make sure every kid gets exactly the same thing, pretty much. Oh boy, Billy, what shirt and one toy did you get? What shirt and one toy did you get, Susan? And what shirt and one toy did you get, Timmy? 
spoil your kids and have a big old Christmas. At the very least, join the celebrations at their place and then have a secondary celebration where you give them a whole bunch more stuff in your own place. But it's not as fun if you can't just... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it all to your kid on Christmas. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not apologizing for my dogs scaring off another kid? My 7-year-old son was having a birthday party the previous weekend, and a number of his friends and schoolmates around his age came over, along with their parents. I have a male mastiff mix for context. I know people always love to exaggerate and say their dog is so loving, regardless of whatever their dog's true personality is. My dog's friendly towards my family and people he's familiar with, but he's very aloof towards strangers. He doesn't bark towards strangers, but will have a low growl if he's patted or touched without the proper introduction. So anyway, for the party, I decided the best solution was to have him kept upstairs on the second or third floor with a dog gate installed at the stairs. The party will be confined to the first floor and the garden. Halfway during the party, my son and his two friends wanted to go upstairs to see my dog. These two friends have come over to my house frequently, and three of them have spent unsupervised time around my dog without any incidents for the past two years. They're very aware of the rules and boundaries I've set. They can go play fetch and stuff with him, but they are to never play with his tail or face or try to sit on him. Another boy, let's call him B, and his mom apparently heard that my dog was upstairs and wanted to head up too. I said, nope, sorry, my dog doesn't play too well with people he doesn't know and I can't be around upstairs all the time. B's mom insisted that it'll be fine and that our son loves playing with dogs, etc. I cut her off and said, nah, another time, and directed them both towards the other toys and party stuff going on. Less than five minutes later, I hear some barking and some screaming from upstairs. I run up to see B crying and his mom yelling at my dog and me. All sorts of accusations were hurled at me including having a rabid dog, untrained dog, and she said she was going to ensure my dog was put down. I tried to ask the other kids, my son and his friends, what happened. So it turns out that B and his mother came up on their own, and while my dog was lying in one corner, he decided to go over and start pulling his tail, even though the other kids told him not to. His mother waved him off and allowed B to continue. That resulted in my dog getting up and barking at them, as well as growling. I checked B for any injuries and found none. My CCTV recording showed exactly what my son and his friends had described, and there was no contact between my dog and the boy at any point. B's mom brought him to the doctor anyway for a full checkup, no injuries found, 
and wanted me to compensate for that along with apologizing for the incident. I said no and she would be lucky if I didn't pursue anything about trespassing into my house's upper floors. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk and I think they did just about everything they could do short of putting some kind of motion sensing alarm siren that blares when they cross the threshold into the room. Literally what more can they do? The parents need to be parents and control their kids and themselves. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to be a part of a friend's village? So I'm a part of a group of friends, I'm in my early 30s and a woman. We've all known each other for varying amounts of time. Some people are closer than others. We get all together every month, but obviously some people see each other more often. We normally go for drinks or dinner. One friend, Kelly, 29-year-old female, I'm not really close to. I normally see her as part of the big group. Kelly just had a baby about seven months ago and seems to be struggling as her husband works long hours. She hasn't come out with all of us, but I've still seen her once in a while. I've started to pull back a bit from my friendship with Kelly and a few others have as well. Anytime we've gone over there, I live close to her and another friend. She sort of treats us like unpaid labor, but says this is part of being friends. When I'm there, she'll ask one of us to hold the baby or do dishes or run a load of laundry. I have enough of all this to do on my own, minus the baby, so I kind of get a little pissed off going over to someone's house and doing chores every single time. I don't mind helping out, but it's a little crazy. She asked to borrow something of mine yesterday, and I went over to drop it off. While I was there, she asked if I wouldn't mind mopping the kitchen for her. I told her I was in a hurry and she got a bit huffy. She told me that raising a child was hard, and she needed her village to step up and help her. I kind of had enough and told her that I didn't want to be a part of her village. This really set her off, and I walked out the door and haven't spoken to her. Am I the jerk here? Some of my friends are saying that, yeah, I should have just kept my distance instead of saying anything. I think I might be the jerk because I was harsher than I needed to be to someone who was clearly having a rough time. See, this isn't really about helping the kid regardless, this is about helping Kelly. And I get the whole it takes a village mantra, but this also isn't a situation where like they're needing this help because they're so occupied with the kid that either of them are going to suffer. It's just trying to get you to do some extra stuff that you really don't have to do for them. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my daughter she has to go see her mom? My ex and I got divorced when our daughter Emma, 14-year-old female, was a few months old. At first, she had primary custody and I had Emma every weekend. When Emma was 9, she told us that she wants to spend more time with me and we decided to have her every other week. When she turned 10, she told us that she thinks spending the weekend with a parent was better, but she wants to spend the weekends with her mom and be with me the rest of the time. After that, she told us that this is too tiring for her and she wants to go there every other weekend. A year ago, she decided that she wants to go there once a month. Now, she's telling me that she doesn't want to go there at all. I told her that that can't happen and that she has to go see her mom. We got into an argument and I got angry and told her that unless she goes to see her mom, I'm going back to our original custody agreement and she has to live with her mom. She called me a jerk but went to her mom's home and now she won't answer my call. I understand not being happy with their decision or not agreeing, but I would think most of us would agree that the way OP handled things here is not the way to go. Has OP really taken the time to try to understand why she feels that way? 
They might be saying, oh, well, it's tiring or it's too much work. But has OP tried to take the time to understand why that is or why they might be trying to use that as an excuse? Considering the way OP sounds here, I don't know if it even matters to them. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking my friend to not bring his girlfriend on our vacation even though he's providing the accommodation? I'm going on a ski trip in a few weeks with my friends. My friend Dante is providing free accommodation for our entire group. Dante's girlfriend Grace asked to come on the trip too when she heard about it. We didn't know her well when she originally asked, and since Dante wanted her there, everybody said it was fine. However, Grace makes me uncomfortable. I've been friends with Dante since we were both babies, so we're close. Nothing romantic has ever happened between us, but Grace has started asking me some weird and inappropriate questions recently. She's asked me things like if I find him attractive and if I would date him if he gave me the time of day. She also told me I definitely wasn't his type, even though I never asked. I don't want her on the trip, so I asked Dante not to bring her. I told him she made me uncomfortable and he said he would need to think about it. I guess he told her she couldn't come and why? Because she's angry at me and thinks I'm doing this to cause issues in their relationship. She thinks that I shouldn't go if I'm so uncomfortable around her instead of forcing him to uninvite her. Our group is divided, so am I the jerk? I think both sides are jerks here. Obviously the girlfriend is incredibly insecure and shouldn't be projecting or harassing OP so much. But for OP's friend Dante to provide free accommodation for the entire group on this vacation, and then for OP to have the gall to ask that person to not bring their partner along, that's kind of ridiculous regardless of how you feel about them personally. If it's that much of an issue, you bow out. You don't ask the person that's paying for the things to get their partner to bow out. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for requiring a cash deposit to come to Thanksgiving dinner and uninviting my sister and her husband because they refuse to pay it? I'm going to be vague because I don't want this to turn into a political debate because it's not one. I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year and everyone is excited. My house is in a warm location near beaches, so everyone in the family is excited to get out of the cold and dig their toes into sand. My family's large, and as expected, we all fall under different parts of the political spectrum. We might not agree with each other on some issues, but we treat each other with respect and love. That is, except for my sister Carrie and her husband Bob. They strongly believe in their politics and view anyone who doesn't agree with them as being wrong and need to be taught to be correct. Even family members who are in the same political party are wrong if they're not in 100% agreement on every issue. Every get-together turns into a heated debate with them on one side against everyone else, even with the people who vote as they do. Frankly, it's exhausting and life-draining to just be in the same room with them. To head off any political debate this year, I included in the invitation email a ban on political discussions and a request for a monetary deposit of $500. I picked this amount because everyone can afford it, but I wanted it to be a painful loss if they lose it. I stated that this money will be returned at the end of the night if politics are not discussed. Whoever brings up politics will lose their deposit. Everyone agreed and sent me the money, except for Carrie and Bob. They replied that this was stupid and they don't have to pay a deposit to come to a family gathering. I answered, since it's my house, it's my rules. We went back and forth until I got tired of it and uninvited them. I'm here because they have children who will be affected by my decision 
and my parents are trying to talk me out of it. They want to see all of their grandchildren, and they think it's cruel to prevent Carrie's from coming. They even offer to cover Carrie's deposit, but I firmly told them no. Am I the jerk for requiring a deposit to come to Thanksgiving? Everybody knows that Thanksgiving dinner is the place where politics, family issues, family grievances are all going to be aired out. I think $500 might be a little too much, but I kind of love this method. Like, bring $100 with you and you give it to me, and I'll give it back to you, no questions asked, at the end of the night if you don't bring up politics. I love it. I think OP's not the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for going to the gym first thing in the morning without checking in on my sister-in-law first? My brother and sister-in-law moved into my parents' house where I, female 23, live a few weeks ago with their two-year-old while their house is being renovated. I watch my nephews sometimes, but I don't know much about kids or taking care of them. I usually go to the gym very early on weekend mornings when it isn't crowded. Yesterday morning, I got up and went to the gym. As usual, no one was up yet. At the gym, I leave my phone in the locker so I don't get distracted. I did my workout and went in the sauna for a while. When I got my phone out of the locker, I had a bunch of calls and texts from sister-in-law demanding to know where I was, saying she needed me to watch my nephew while her and her brother went out and did errands. When I came home, she blew up on me for not checking that they needed me before going to the gym. They had errands to run and she missed her nail appointment. I don't think that's fair, but now I'm feeling terrible about it. OP is clearly not the jerk here, they're in no way responsible for that kid, and that is a load of it expecting them to check in before going about their lives just because they're living in that house temporarily. OP isn't some maid live-in housekeeper. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for calling my wife unreasonable for backing out of spending Christmas with my family after my mother rejected her cookie sample? Context. For every holiday, my mother would ask the women in the family, my sisters, sister-in-law, my wife, my female cousins, to send samples of the desserts they planned to bring to the celebration for testing and to see if these desserts could make it to the food menu. My wife's been complaining about my mother deliberately rejecting every dessert sample she sent. So many times, my mother has told her that she's being honest and keeping the guests' best interest at heart. Yet, my wife still thought that my mother is deliberately excluding her since two of her dessert samples were rejected before. For this year's Christmas, my mother's doing the same thing, but this time, she told every woman who's participating to make a cookie sample and send it to her for testing. My wife took it as a challenge, and to be honest, she worked really hard to make a good sample and sent it to my mother days ago, and the results just came in yesterday. I came home from work and found my wife upset. I asked what's wrong, and she told me that my mother rejected the sample she sent and decided to exclude her baking from the food list slash menu for Christmas this year. I didn't know what to say, but she then told me that she was backing out of the invitation to attend Christmas with my family. I was stunned when I heard her make this statement. I tried to talk to her, but she said it was done. I called her unreasonable to decide to bail on the whole family over some cookie sample. That's just freaking crazy and quite unreasonable. We had a full-on argument about it, and she stated that my mother caused this, but I told her that my mother is pretty serious and careful about the food she offers to the guests, since we're going to have relatives coming from all sides of the country. She told me to stop mentioning it. 
Later, I heard her cry despite telling her that her baking is amazing and people have preferences, that's all. Am I the jerk for insisting that her decision was unreasonable? I think OP is the jerk because I think this is a really weird practice to support and she was incredibly proud of the things she did. OP didn't even stick up for her. I think OP's mom is probably a very scary and argumentative person. That's probably why OP didn't even want to go near trying to stand up for them. Stick up for your wife in something that she felt very proud about. The food menu. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.